Here we go. It is podcasting time. Colin Thomas is here from We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance Dubai. We are talking DIY. We're going to talk air conditioning. We're going to talk water tanks. We're coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. We're, we're on video. So if you're watching us on video, great to have you here. We do shorts. We do a long version. I like to say we've got something for everyone. My brother, Joey Woo Woo, he's not so fan, a big fan of the shorts only because he then has to scroll and keep loading up more shorts. And I said, make a playlist, dude. <laughs> See, that's obvious, but I'm not sure I can do that. Yeah, so, I get you. So the re- but I, I came up with a great thing for shorts and, and the reason they're being made. Mm. You ever, you ever walk into a mall or you, you, know, you go into where there's a lot of public washrooms? The number of people on their phones in those washrooms, whether they're standing up or sitting down, is incredible. And so I figure the shorts, which are three to five minutes long, are serving a purpose to keep someone entertained while they're doing their business. <laughs> okay, so let's start at the beginning of that one, James. Uh, do I regularly hang out in public toilets? No, sorry. If I'm going to a public toilet, I've normally got a child attached to me. So my aim is to get in and out without them touching anything, without damaging anything, and that's it. I've not got time for a phone. But if you found your little demographic, your little, your little niche... Then I'm over the moon for you. Well, because what I'm thinking now is because I've, more than more more than five times in the last week, I've heard people in stalls clearly watching or listening to something. So I'm going to put you know the potaholics link up on the on the door. Oh, great! So that when they're sitting there, I say, "What what can I scroll to?" It's like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> You could just put it under the stall. That would yeah. be freaky, just, would it? Just push the phones underneath. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Leave it when you're done. I'll sanitize her. <laughs> oh, that's genius. <laughs> well, there is our new marketing campaign. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the taglines, and none of them are no, good. No, no, no. Don't go there, James. But, but the, the university toilets, not that I would take my phone in there and use it, but they have a little shelf that's sitting right beside... The toilet that has with a charge jack. I wish it did have a charge jack. <laughs> then you'd use it. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> so, what a, we haven't done this start before. Have you, no, this, this is unique. Is, this is a good one. We're going to talk air conditioning, and that's that's the the goal here today. But before we get there, I've got yes. to share with you my latest maintenance thing. Uh, we're we're at three visits so far, and it's still not resolved. Wonderful. Uh, tell me I'm not involved. No, you're not involved. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and, and I'm just going to, I'm going to give like a little uh, spoiler. You know, as much as sometimes these gentlemen who, who actually have a van that's it's well equipped because I, I do go and take a look. Mm. Uh, it was a little bit like a Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus the last time they came because the van is full of stuff, but there were also five guys. And I've been trying wow. to figure out where the five guys and there were no fries, where the five guys, <laughs> always willing to market for you on the podcast. Uh, five guys, <laughs> the best burgers in town. There you go. <laughs> five guys, we will even podcast from the restaurant. There we go. Uh, that would be fun. If you feed us. <laughs> Could you, that would just be so wrong, right? Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. I think that's so right, James. Stop talking this down. Love a five guys. Oh, okay, we could do that. Murdiff? Then yeah, we, I could do any of them. I want, I want to do Murdiff Fish and Chips one day. Oh, you know what? I, I thought it had closed down. 
So it I need some promotion, James. <laughs> so I went by the other day because they've really built up that mall. And not only is Murda Fish and Chips still open, did I mention to you that they have a meal plan? You did actually. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten about I that. I have no idea what's on that, but I was just, that was the first thing I saw. But, but the other thing I did notice is I was standing there looking at the Murda Fish and Chips, the Chippies mm. menu, and this is one of the original Chippies in the city. Oh, yeah. And their price, so I, I also get, you know, menus in the doorway. Yeah. Their price is very, very good. Like, we're talking, why wouldn't you order fish and chips from them? Do you know, I'm still on that meal plan. <laughs> and I'm trying to think about the, uh, the, the healthy variety yeah. that they must be able to offer. Half fried, so, half fried fish. So you only well, no, 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 no. You, you got cod, haven't you? Yeah, cod yeah. for Mondays. Oh no, no. We need some variety. Let's give yeah. them haddock tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, no, no. What do we do for Wednesday? Oh, Pollock. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a healthy plan for them. And we're going to use canola oil because that's good for your heart. Absolutely. Well, the mushy can, peas that yeah. comes off the five a day as long as they eat five of them. Oh, man. I don't know. I've got to go see what it is. It's Yeah. Well, no, I'd love to do a, um, uh, a little broadcast in there. We I'll should. definitely come. Okay, we've got to figure that out. I, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and look, both of those are right by my house, so it's like perfect. It's really easy. Yeah, let's that'd, do that. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, I really I enjoy that. I don't even know if they do breakfast. They might even. But there's, you know, the shakeout crack is right outside there, too. So To be fair, there's some things in life you just got to prioritize. <laughs> so you tell me when to go there, and I'll be there. Simple as that. All right. So back to the dilemma here. Here's what happened. Oh, maintenance again. I yeah, we're getting this <laughs> podcast of some maintenance. <laughs> so I'm talking about the maintenance guys who are coming to my place, who for the most part are pretty good. Anything yeah. where I don't want to have a headache, I always call you guys. Yeah. And which is interesting because my neighbor go, why are you doing that? I said, well, <laughs> I don't want to have the headache. Mm. And some things, because there is the maintenance company that services the villa. If I'm willing to have the headache, I will. Yeah let it go so this one i'm i'm sitting down at the barbecue by the way barbecue season is open in the uae so i agree i'm barbecuing up a storm and i've watered the grass because we do have some grass so i've watered the grass and you know done the job that any maintenance person would do water the tiles and and the the bricks as well cleaning some of the sand off it's just yeah that's always going to the front to water a tree and i notice there's a little pool of water and I'm going, hold on a second. The pool of water is coming through the drainage that comes off the roof. Oh, lovely. That's what I said. Oh, lovely. And I'm going, oh. so I climb up on the roof and I'm thinking, you know, all, all of the different things that could go wrong. First of all, the guys had fixed a pipe a little while ago. So it, I thought, oh, I hope it didn't break. And mm. no, and, but it wasn't a lot of water either. So I was a little concerned, but I wasn't so concerned because. Mm. So, well, if you imagine a little bit of water at ground level. Yeah. How has it got there? Well, the only yeah. way a little bit of water on ground level can be is quite a lot of water on your roof. Yeah, so I climb up onto the roof, and I, and I instantly see that, oh, yes, there is a, a, a little bit of a stream coming towards the drain. And I walk around the backside of my rooftop water tank. Mm. And the backside of the rooftop water tank has, at the bottom, a drainage valve. And the drain, I know, it's, it's a weird one. Cause I, that is a weird one. Because the, the rooftop water tank on the roof next door, because there's just a little two-foot wall. So yes. it doesn't have one of these. But mine does. Hmm. Okay. And t- keep in mind, this water tank is 22 years old. Yes. It's not covered. It's in direct sunlight. And this drainage valve is in the direction of anything afternoon is hitting that side of the tank. Got you. 
the tank is definitely degrading, you know, the outside mm. of the tank. And at the bottom where this little valve is, there's a crack in the tank. Just a small crack. Okay. But, but a crack nonetheless, and that's where water is starting to leak from. Right. So I call up the, uh, the guys. First visit, they come and take a look. They, they, first of all, they show up at 9 o'clock at night. And I'm going, dude. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was like, oh, we just want to take a look and see, you know, if it's what it is. And he's like, you're not fixing anything at night. Like, it's not that bad of a leak. You're, you know, I mean, it's bad. I want it fixed, but you're not fixing it at nine o'clock at night. But anyway, so they climb up and they take a look because, you know, it's the t- we all know the deal. They got to do the recce. Yeah, yeah. I worked for the city. That was the, that was the thing. 730 in the morning, you start work, five guys in a truck, you go take a look at the job for an hour. Then you go have breakfast. Then you go get the tools. Then you throw But if you get there by 11, you're, you're well on track, right? Well, no, it's lunchtime then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, they leave. A uh, day later, another two guys come. Different guys. Different guys. Of course. And I'm going, but the other guys already came. Oh, we need to take a look. It's like, all right. So they go up, and the guy takes a look, and he says, comes, he comes down and goes, yeah, it's definitely got a crack. It's a crack. <laughs> It's like, oh, well done, you. <laughs> it's like you based it. At least now we know. Yeah. So I'm going, I, I, so I said, so what do you think? Well, first of all, your tank's full of water. We're going to have to take the water out. I say, like, okay, yeah, I get that. And what, what are you thinking? And he says, I'm thinking we're going to make a larger hole, put a, a, the ceiling stuff in, put the nice ceiling in it, put another valve in. I'm going, I said, first of all, that, it's already a big valve. I said, second of all, it's, it's a brittle tank. So you're going to cut... Where there's already a crack that's already got a weakness, I, I'm not so sure that... And I said, just look at the tank. Like this... I mean, the tank could live forever probably. But because of this crack, I said, I don't know if that's a good thing. I, so, so I suggest the bodge job. Oh, great. Well, I'm just thinking, look... I know that over at Ace, you can buy this putty that you mix the two things together. I the bodge job. I know, I know. <laughs> but you can... And I James, said, how many times have we discussed bodges? I'm suggesting the bodge job no. to the maintenance guys thinking they're going to jump on the, I'm saying just even in a temporary fix, we get this kind of putty stuff. We put it on, it'll at least seal it. So we can't do that. Oh, oh. <laughs> hallelujah. I, I know. I'm thinking they're, they're looking at me going, they're, they're looking at me he's like, he's being paid by the hour. Like I'm trying something to something going on here. No, he's looking at me like I'm trying to set them up. I think he's, I think he listens to the podcast. Well, maybe that's <laughs> it. He's thinking this guy's trying to set me up. He wants me to do half-ass work. And, <laughs> So he refuses. And I say, mm. put some caulking around it then. Just something to abate it. No, no, no. And so he's looking there and he says, you know, we, we could do this. I'm saying, really? Like I said, let's, let's just be logical here for a second. And I'm being nice. I'm not, I don't mm. even get angry. I say, yeah. but if we cut it, what's the chance that this crack or this weakness is just going to come back or it's going to get bigger? Mm. And now you've taken all the water out, and you and I both know it's going to take days to get another tank. Yep. Not to mention, you got to get it on the roof. Yes. And, I mean, I know how you're going to do it, but, and the guy goes, yeah. So then the other guys come yesterday to measure the tank, because they're going to replace the tank. Right. Now, here's where it gets, in, gets interesting. So this is good. So now we're at they're going to replace the tank. Who knows when? Mm-hmm. Could be tomorrow. Could be the day after. Could be, I don't know. Could be a month. It, I think it'll be sooner than later. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> but, but I get home last night. They're sitting out front, in front of my house. They didn't even call. I mean, I'm going, what if I wasn't coming home from work at this hour? We like, would happily sit here till midnight. Clearly. Clearly. Okay. Anyway, so they measured the tank, and 
the next step will be to replace the tank, which I'm slightly worried about. Only I'm wondering how they're going to get the tank onto the roof, if they're going to have a truck with a crane, mm. or if they're going to hoist it up with rope. I Okay. Right. Let's now see if we can fill in a couple of gaps. Okay. So, first of all, tanks. There are two different types of tanks here in the UAE, fiberglass or plastic. Yeah, this one's plastic. Okay. The fiberglass ones are relatively easy to repair. Mm. On the basis that simply you can uh, you can use fiberglass matting and, yeah. and actually make a really decent repair of it, the plastic ones are almost unrepairable. There you um, go. And also, bizarrely, they don't tend to go brittle. Ah. So that side of things is kind of logical. However, the suggestion that you can take out—I'm guessing it'll be a one inch or one and a quarter, something like that. Yeah, it's it's a one. It's it's a it's a big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the idea would be if you had a crack in it, you'd need to go to two inch. Yeah. But to be able to do that effectively, you need to have a central location um, to be able to get a perfectly round hole that will then seal effectively. Yeah. Chances of doing that somewhere between never going to happen and not. <laughs> and I think he realised that too. Maybe like, that's it. So yeah. that, that's kind of a good a good step. Uh, next, so I think the end decision of replacement is is a very good one. Yeah. Uh, the bodge job. <laughs> Come on, I, I still think I'm going to go to Ace. Ace One Store Many Lifestyles. Really looking forward to working with you. We could podcast. Ace from has it. got a cafe in Festival City. Why aren't City. we there? Ace one, Hardware, one the store, best hardware store in, in the world. Oh, in the, the world, world. <laughs> of course. Silly me, North America. Oh, we've got it all going on here, yeah. haven't we? See, we, we? Wait, 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 wait. What about Speedex? Speedex, Speed the best, best store in, in the, the UAE. UAE. There we go. There we go. Yeah, we've got it. And we podcast from right on one of the one of the walkways in there well they've got the whole um the outdoor seating area haven't they i don't know i they, they, I, they do on the I, one I, on shakeside road oh, okay i never go to that one ah okay well they do so we can literally oh. just chill out there maybe a couple of sun lounges <laughs> i want i bet i can arrange some mojitos if we ask for it after all it is 8 15 in the morning of course yeah it's this this is all working out perfectly now there we go um i can't even remember where we're, oh we're yes go. i remember the bodge so so I I am I am certain that I get this putty. You get it comes in two little strands. You yes. mix it together. It it works. Un, I see it on the package. It works underwater. Works in water. Works around yeah, water. Yeah, it it's, does. And it gets nice for a temporary fix. Don't you think it would work? No. Uh, in fact, I know it wouldn't work because we have had to come to replace these tanks when that bodge has been attempted and. Excuse me, you know, I, I kind of had this um, this failure on my tank, so I used some of that putty, and now I have a waterfall. What next? <laughs> Great. Good news is we normally can get tanks within 24 hours, so we right. can move really quickly. So, uh, okay, so here's, here's so, the other... So basically, nothing really sticks okay. very well so, to that plastic. Also, you think about the location of where your yeah. failure is. It's right at the bottom of the tank. It's kind of bulging a little bit there, too. the pressure point. Yeah. You've got all that yeah. pressure of water... Yeah. So at the bottom, you have got an absolute nightmare. At the top, you've got probably a good 10% chance, which yeah. is way more than 10%. at the bottom. Okay. So, but I like that stuff. I just think it, it's, it sells a dream. Okay, so then let's see if we can get from 10% at the top of the tank to 10% at the bottom of the tank. Yeah. Okay. So the only potential way that I'd even consider doing that would be to actually fix it on the inside of the tank, right. not the outside of the tank, yeah. so that we've got the pressure that's pushing it into the error. Yeah. In which case, you drain your tank anyway. By the way, if they give you 24 hours notice, you can isolate that tank, so that right. way you actually get to use the water instead yeah. of just waste it. So here's the problem. 
they give you <laughs> no they just no. T- turn yeah. up and wait there don't they so the guy the guy came the guy who realized we're not bodging this job it's not going to work yep and so i said here's the problem i i'm gonna have to water this grass and he says oh well we can just we can isolate the tank so Ooh. we go up on the go up on the roof and look. There, no, there's no isolation valve, and there's no isolation valve downstairs. That's so, okay. There's, there's loads of ways around that. Oh, you, you'll have a float valve in it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, just yank up the, yank float, up the valve float valve and um, literally tie it off with a piece of oh, uh, string. Job done. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, I figured that's what I would yeah. do anyway. Well, it's okay. also if you imagine to be able to replace it, he's got to isolate it anyway. Yeah. So he probably isolate it at the D valve. Yeah. In which case, why wouldn't you do that now? Yeah, it's a good idea. So there's lots of options. That that's always okay. doable. Yeah. Uh, now. The good thing, the good news is, because you do water your uh, your grass manually. Yeah. Were it to come to it when they forget, because they will. Yeah. Um, when they come with the tank, they've got the initial process of getting the tank on the roof. At that point, you could be watering like you've never watered before. Exactly. To get rid of all of that water onto your garden, so yeah. that can work. Uh, next thing, size of the tank, roughly uh, your height or more. It's just a little bit taller than me. Okay. Is it portrait or is it landscape? Portrait. Okay, so in which case, you're talking probably... That's a big tank. That's a giant tank. So I think it's probably by like an eight... Uh, maybe a, a 600 to 800-gallon yeah. tank. So yeah, that's a huge. big it's That's huge. a big beast. Now, that is slightly bigger. We would normally rope up a 500-gallon maximum onto mm. a roof, and that's doable. Mm. But then again, we would do that with four guys. Right. If they come... if. Five guys, the best burgers in the world. <laughs> Murdoch City Center, if you're in Dubai and all over the United States of America where we've got whoa, some whoa, We've got one in downtown as well. you got one in downtown. Yeah, five guys, uh, the best, best burgers five. in the world. <laughs> and fries are good too. The fries are excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, just uh, you know, we, are, we are more than open to uh, in-podcast sponsorship, by the way. And, uh, I don't know how um, people would get that um, idea, James. <laughs> <laughs> the five guys and Speedex and uh, Ace Hardware are all going to say, but you're already giving it to us for free. Why would we spend any money? Oh, no, no, we're just demonstrating. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a yeah. one-off. We yeah, don't yeah, normally yeah. do this. Yeah, that's right. right. So yeah. on that basis, you want some more of this. You've got to get in touch. Right. Uh, where were we? Oh, yes. So with five guys, the best burgers in the world, in the van, they may well be able to uh, lift it. So but it will be, it, you won't want to watch. You won't want to be stood underneath. So, I, I mean, are they going to rope it up onto the roof? Is that... That sounds like this might be the route that they're planning. Yeah, okay. Um, well, the way we yeah. would do it, in all honesty, is, is a crane. And you can't yeah. do a crane off a vehicle. Um, yeah. You need a specialist crane yeah, in, yeah. which is about 900 dirhams in itself to do that. So they probably won't do that, but they, they easily could because there's the... I've got a, a wall right beside my villa, which happens to be where it's hard packed and people drive up and down, down an alleyway so easily... A crane could just back in, put it on the top, lift it to the roof. Hey, Bob's your uncle. Well, we found that basically the crane prices seem to be the same no matter what size crane you get. Okay. So we order the biggest thing that can basically lift oh, swimming man. pools and, and awesome. possible buildings. I wonder if they let me use it So just for some fun. Oddly enough, I don't think they would. I've got no idea why, James. We have to have all sorts of liability insurance and this kind of stuff just to physically get one into a development. Which we do on a frequent yeah. basis, um, but yeah. So for that, we would we would crane it. Mm. Uh, the other problem with the vertical rather than the horizontal is it's much more difficult to rope. Right. In terms of the physical yeah. physical getting hold of the darn thing is is a pain in the neck. So there are there are many issues in that process. I'm mm. not saying it's not doable. Yeah. We just 
prefer a slightly easier and safer route on the whole to, so to I, getting it done. I mean, I know that they're because of the measurements they've taken and that their 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 goal is to replace it with like like, but they could easily put a landscape version in. Like I don't see why it changes anything. It'll be uh, so underneath the tank, normally you'll oh, have a base. It is on a base. Right. That is and made that for base size yeah. is really what determines it on the whole. Uh, okay. So when you start having to create um extensions to bases, it not all gets do. a little bit they're a little not bit tricky. Do that. Yeah, no, that's there. There is a base, so they'll do like like. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds logical. Um, but again, you know, an eight hundred gallon tank is huge. <laughs> it's big. So, but however, it depends when you're watering the garden. I wonder how quickly you run down that tank. Ah, uh, but I have two tanks, so I run down the. I've got a tank on the ground floor, yeah. and one up above. So that ground floor one is pushing to the roof one, yeah. and therefore it, it's only which of those tanks is yeah. the smallest. Versus They're both the same the, size, yeah, yeah. But if you so, imagine, yeah, I, and you've got the pump rate yeah. so that is going. What, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to test that out. I'm going to rope up the float valve and see yeah. how much water comes out because you're actually in a better position than most because, in effect, you would need to get through the one on the roof and at least one and a half of the one on the ground before you would run out of water normally. Yeah. Um, a because yours is uh, pumped, so therefore. It has better pressure and, and will be a quicker fill of the one on your roof than right. a standard uh, underground tank. Uh, equally, the one on the ground floor uh, will be filled by Dewa, so it will have less pressure than the one on the roof anyway. Yeah. So, you, you, but you'll, you'll do just fine. Yeah. But the point being, you could you could definitely survive a six hundred gallon, five hundred gallon tank without any problems yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I will keep you informed because. Yeah. They're in the process, so they're ordering that tank for sure. Mm, we've got an interesting one on ours actually. When we oh. when we fill the swimming pool, so we um, uh, quite often we forget about it for a couple of weeks and um, how, how, just straight how much water loss is it? Just evaporation? Yeah, just evaporation. How much do you lose? We lose about um, two inches a wow, week. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is quite a lot, but it's definitely not a leak, okay. without a doubt. Uh, oh, so we just throw the hose in it at six in the morning, and by kind of ten or eleven, we're kind of right where where it needs to be again. But then you look in the tank, and the tank has hardly moved. Huh. So we fill at the same rate because it's only a, a half inch hose. Huh. It actually it can still handle. Um, Dewa can still handle the fill on the tank. It doesn't actually knock the tank, uh, great, the tank down. Great pressure in the ranches. Yeah, it is. So That's good fair. news indeed. Yeah. Very nice. You huh. may well have the same uh, the same with yours, though, which would mean you'd just be ongoing, yeah. um, depending on your position in the street. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. see. We'll see. Cool. So that's where we're at. <laughs> Interesting one, to say the least, uh, without a doubt. Um, let's hope that you have no other maintenance issues going on at the same time. I, I don't think so. Like, they've replaced other things recently. Well, you so. sorted out your ACs, didn't yes. you? Yes, yes. And today we are going to talk about the um, the, the difference between all the, the options more than anything. And what led to the, we're going to talk about the options for AC, but yes. you, when you left after the last podcast, you said, you know, we've been doing a lot of AC replacements. Yeah, we have. And that, and I thought, wow, that's something I don't hear a lot about. So you said, like, well, let's talk about it. And in the meantime, you've got all sorts of information here that. Well, we've been working about. on this for months and months and months. Because if we're going to do something, the level of research for when we're going to mm. actually promote a new service or product or whatever it is that's new is, is quite dramatic. We don't just put things out there unless we're absolutely sure, A, we're very good at it, and secondly, that we've got the right supplies in place to be able to do it. And this is a niche in the market as well, replacing AC units that no one, that, that, that's, that's not heavily 
so we've got we've got a really unique situation right now, which is if because we came out of the pandemic, yeah. property prices dropped dramatically. As a result, mm. there were loads of people that, due to the pandemic, needed to get out of the market, and there were loads of people that still had the depo- uh, disposable income from pre-pandemic that had plenty of cash to be able to buy. Right. So what's actually happening right now is, uh, and especially in the kind of the traditional expat uh, developments in Dubai, you've got all these people that bought at the bottom, house prices went through the roof, they then um, have realised that I can actually renovate my entire property to the absolute top spec that I've ever dreamed of and still be in positive equity. Man. So as a result, right now, the just on my street, I have six... Yeah, I've got six properties that are being renovated right now and another eight that have been done in the last year, and that's out of 60 houses on my street. Wow. It's nuts. That's crazy. It's utterly crazy. And is it, uh, is it you know the same groups that are doing the renovations, or are they each no. other? No. <laughs> that's really interesting. And the, the, the variation is unbelievable. <laughs> We've got one on the corner of our street that every time I walk past it, I've got my head in my hands. How did you accept this? <laughs> Two doors up, there's quite possibly the best renovation that I've ever seen. Wow. And um, I'd be going with those guys on every day of the week. And, you know, I've, I've found out a lot yeah. more about that outfit since. And so the variation is just unbelievable, without a doubt. And this is on one street. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on my dog walk, I must walk past 30 or 40 on the whole mm. um, that, are, that are underway. I mean, it's just unbelievable, the, the scenario that we've got. So, therefore, looking at that, we were getting more and more replacements, uh, inquiries for single-unit replacement. And okay, then, I mean, this is air conditioning. Yeah, for ACs, yeah. yeah. And uh, we traditionally had turned this kind of work down yeah. because it wasn't something that we were specialized in at the time. I mean, that's and it can, it can be quite a complex oh, it is. adventure. It really is. I'm but, using the word adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was interesting, as you well know, we, we've, um, we, we've had a, a lot of new staff join us recently. And it turns out that there was an, a core of people that did this previously before we will fix it. Wow. That brought that skill in-house. And then additionally, we had a separate group of the guys that we brought in that were, um, had been working for one of the main inverter manufacturers previously. So had that knowledge of this new technology in ACs that came inbound as well. And at the same time, a few of our senior guys had already been working themselves in their own spare time on getting themselves up to speed with this new technology um, also. So what we then did was this uh, um, quite dramatic cross-pollinization process where we literally held training sessions with the guys who had uh, experience in inverter units. We then went into the field with those guys to teach our other guys on the processes because it's radically different to conventional units. Okay, I'm going to stop you for a second. Yeah. Before we go any further, there are people right now who, oh, are, yeah. who are sitting at Five Guys and Fries yeah. or walking around Ace or you know checking stuff out at SpeedX. We're always open for in-podcast sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, hey, we don't just throw the podcast out there. We're all over the internet. Yes. And we are even the number one choice for washroom listening and watching. <laughs> Soon to be. Hugely proud. <laughs> Hugely proud. <laughs> we wipe out the competition. Hey, we've got also... Wait, that's opened up. What about... Andrex, the best toilet roll in the world. There you go. Al- Alcose. We only use Alcose products because you can get tea, toilet paper, you can get you know facial wipes. They do toilet paper. Yes. 
is it tea scented? I, I was hoping. No, unfortunately. But I think it's the How same material they, they use that? in the tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I've missed out, the, the, the major thing I've missed out is what are the different types of AC? Well, so this is the thing. An in, what's an inverter? Well, that's it. Someone's listening inverter and they're they're almost ready to go, what? And and so I we many I think oh. everyone's familiar with a conventional AC unit. Yes. An inverter system is a new way of operating these things. Okay. So what we're talking about, first of all, is those traditional split AC. So half of it on the roof, half of it indoors, and the way it cools is using gas. Right. Okay. So that's the basics of it. Now, the way a conventional unit works is the compressor is either on or it's off. Right. It has zero and 100%. When it hits the temperature that you desire in the room, it turns off that compressor, at which point the temperature starts to increase a bit. When it hits the level that the thermostat says, we need to cool again, it turns on that compressor back to 100% and away we go again. Okay, so that's the traditional route. On, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, compressor goes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So the way that an inverter unit works is initially when you go into the room, it does exactly the same. It goes on to 100% and it cools down that room as quickly as it possibly can to the desired temperature. It then turns off exactly the same way as a conventional unit works. Then when it gets to kind of half a degree over, it goes you know what, I don't need 100% here, I only need 20, just to get it down that half a degree again. So this compressor can turn on to just like 20% of its power. And still function at 100%? Well, no, no. I mean, it's it's 20% power, but it's it's still cooling. All it's trying to do is to cool by half a degree. Wow. So therefore, it doesn't need all of its power to be able to do that. So it goes, I can just do a little bit, a little bit, 20% here, and it will bring it down to the desired temperature again. That's pretty good. And then from 20%, it'll turn back off again. And then it'll wait for that rise for half a degree. So really closely monitor. Yeah. And it goes, okay, another 20% again. So, so my, my ha- electricity bill is suddenly reduced dramatically. Right. So what they're claiming is 30 to 40%. Really? Yeah. Now, if you imagine that scenario and I they're claiming it, it the, peop- the scenario that would do that would be if you had your ACs on 24-7-365. Okay. Because yeah. you basically cooled the room down once. After that, you just got small amounts. Yeah. Now, that's not practically how we all live. So how we all live, it varies. It depends on you. But the more you traditionally use your ACs, the more effective that inverters would be in terms of reducing your dealer bills. Mm. Okay. It gets more complex than this. Okay. So the big disadvantage of inverters is, A, the initial install. So you need a different supply pipe to basically be fed from the roof down to each of the inverter units oh. than is already there. Really? To do that, instead of the one hole that you would traditionally have when you're replacing units for the indoor unit to be the old one out, the new one in, in lots of different locations, we need to stick holes in your roof so we can guide that pipe in the right direction where it needs to go. Okay? Mm. Additionally to that, it is going to take longer to be able to fit that inverter unit in, and it is a more complex process. Although the unit itself is cheaper because they're really promoting them at the moment, what the manufacturers have done is use a different business model. Okay. So what they've got is we need to get these inside people's homes and then we'll get our money back through spare parts. (laughs) So they've gone for a lower headline price in most instances, most of the brands. Uh, yeah, when you come to get spare parts, they are three times the cost of conventional. Now, do they... 
10, well, we, we don't know, right? Because how long have they have we been selling these? But do you think that they will need more spare parts than a conventional unit? Good question. I don't think that the, the traditional elements, which is fan motor, a, a different style of compressor, uh, and, you know, yeah, the fan motors, both the indoor yeah. and outdoor, will be, or, or the condenser coils or the evaporator coils, yeah. I think they'll be very similar yeah. to the conventional units. Where it is going to be different is probably the brains of the unit. So right. it needs more electronics, more panel control boards uh, to make the thing all work. And they are very specific to that unit. Ah, so you're not going to be getting knockoffs. If, no. If you're, you're using a Mitsubishi, you need the Mitsubishi. If exactly. you're using a Lennox, you need Lennox. And you've got to get it from the main agent oh. and hope that the main agent here has got the spare parts and the main agents in Korea or wherever right. else it's been manufactured. So, you want, you, so you're almost being pushed to go for a big brand that has a lot of capacity. Well, be- imagine, imagine this from the sales perspective. You know fully well that this is a very large purchase for somebody to make. Yeah. So therefore you go, I'm going to reduce that cost straight off the bat, but I've got to make my money. So how am I going to do it? Well, what the customer is not going to be aware of is the costs of spare parts at a later date. Mm. And they're not even going to think about that for a couple of no. years. No. So therefore, that's how I'm going to make my money yeah. back. I'll make yeah. these crazy because they've got no other possibilities for being able to source these parts. So therefore, mm. that's, that's what I'm going to do. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. So the other problem is, if you imagine the way... Okay, so so the, first, for the first challenge is we've got to change the piping that's going yes. through the house yep. or the villa. So it takes longer as well. And so hmm. rather than probably two days, you're looking at three and a half per okay. unit. And you've got to run new pipes. Yes. So you're going to have the old pipes and the new pipes. So you've got an additional materials cost for, yeah. uh, for that uh, okay. as well. Next one, spare parts. Okay, which mm. is a major, major issue. And also, because the way it works here with uh, representatives' right. uh, offices, because the spare parts are more expensive from the manufacturer, they're holding less. They're holding <laughs> a course, lot less. Also, then there's not many of them in the market right now, these inverter units. So it doesn't make sense them to hold decent stocks. It, mm. you, they just order on demand. With, with new housing developments, will, will inverter be what is being used in those? Do you figure? It will be, without a doubt. Um, yeah. However, it isn't yet. Mm. So that's, that's still, uh, still happening. Oh, actually, that's not true. There's a couple of developments that have used it. Yes, okay, I'll take that back. There are a couple, but it's, it's, it's still the higher-end um, places that are using it. So I, I could potentially save 40% of my electric bill for... Yeah, practically speaking, I think you're looking at 20 to 25 20%. What would be the motivation for me with 22-year-old machines that seem to be working pretty well, conventional units? Is there really, for a 20% savings? Uh, is but the, you compound that month on month. Yeah. It mm. is actually, it's a decent, that's a, a that decent is a saving. change, isn't it? But then you've got for conventional units, so a new conventional unit will be more efficient than a 22-year-old um, right. unit. It will use less power, yeah. without a doubt. Equally, though, you have the smart thermostats that are available now. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. The concept of a smart thermostat, okay? The way they're kind of designed uh, or uh, defined in the market, rather, is these are the ones that link to your phone. Right. Okay. There are Honeywell <laughs> thermostats that are a tenth of the price that do the same on-off efficiency as these smart thermostats. They just don't connect to your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if that's really important to you, that you need to turn on and off your ACs from any place in the world, 
then smart thermostats are it. If I, not, I have the Honeywells, by the way, in my place. Yeah, well, exactly actually, no, I've got the smart thermostats. <laughs> so you've got the smart ones. I've got the Honeywells. <laughs> to be fair, mine mine were purchased to test for other people. And, you know, I have done it just for entertainment's sake. From London, I have put the ACs on high and waited for the message. The AC's broken. Oh, two seconds, I'll fix it. Back down to 18. Oh, it's absolutely fine now. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> the fun and games you play with your spouses, huh? Uh, so, um, so you, again, you can get some efficiency back by just changing your thermostat if you uh, if you haven't already on a conventional unit. The other nice thing about the conventional units is if you buy, if you are a supplier like we are and you know the mm. units well, you can be specking conventional units that you know even the. They are actually put together using components from different manufacturers that are available in the market. Right. Which is exactly what we're doing now. Mm. Because what it means is I'm not relying on that particular manufacturer for the spare parts. I can get them from anywhere. And I can get them in, frankly, minutes. Which means that going forwards, that customer will have no problems with spare parts. Mm. And um, if, for any reason... We couldn't get them from one supplier. I've got another 15 where I can get those components from. And I like that as a concept. There will come a time, without a doubt, that uh, they're phased out, but I don't think it is any time soon. So we've got this this interesting period where the where the the inverter system is coming onto the market, yeah. and people you know like me have to start making a choice. Like maybe it makes sense to go in for that replacement. But a lot of suppliers are now not supplying conventional units. Yeah. They they put all their eggs in the inverter basket, which tells me that's that's the way the future is going to be. Mm. But it's not as clear cut as. Yeah. Uh, as would be stated and what we're trying to do and along with this podcast is to inform people of the pros and cons of both systems for them to basically make the decision which way they want to go now we've got a little bit of a duty of care to our customers as well which most people are not doing right now most people are going what is the cheapest units that i can supply my customers so i can get that headline price down well, those units either have supply issues or alternatively the spare parts are A, insanely expensive um, or B, non-existent, which is just the scenario how it is right now. We're not prepared to do that. So the two uh, brands that we're using, which I, I can't reveal right now, but the two brands that we're using have A, of, um, for the inverter units, they have the best connection with the manufacturer of any supplier here in the UAE. Oh, nice. They're also one of the big boys. So on that basis, they have the quantity that is required to be able to continue with spare part supply. They also have the most enormous warehouse in, uh, in fact, they've got two, one in Rashidi and one in Sharjah, where they've got the space and quite clearly the financial muscle to be able to, uh, to hold stocks of those spare parts. So we're sticking to a single inverter manufacturer and we're not going with anybody else. Equally, on the, uh, we've, we touched on it, but on the conventional, the traditional uh, split AC unit side, we're going with a relatively new manufacturer. They do mm. have developments here that they have supplied for, so they're very well established. Um, but equally, we like the idea of the fact that their units are amalgamations of, uh, of 
actually some of the best products in the market. Mm. Uh, so the best, literally the best compressors that are available. Their fan motors are pretty solid as well. So that way we can be pretty confident in the fact that even though they're a relatively new supplier, uh, their gear is, is suitably top-notch and we can get the spares. Maintenance stays the same, even with the sand and all that? I mean, the main- no. No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh, no. Inverter units, if you got your average Joe Bloggs um, AC uh, mechanic to come and service it, and they hadn't got experience of inverter units, they will blow the unit up with one service. There are, there are a couple of classics that you do on conventional units that if you do it on inverters, you will blow the panel control boards and the electronics immediately. So this this instantly becomes a little bit of an alarm bell for me. Exactly. I mean, and and it becomes a, a really interesting situation for you. Yes. Because a you're you're installing them and you know how to work with them. So stick with the people who know know well, the job. Well, that's a benefit from our perspective. Yeah. So we we spent a lot of time in the last six months training all of our boys on how to work with inverter units so that we don't make mistakes. Mm. Without a doubt, it is. I mean, it's one of those where. If they don't know, if they haven't done the training, they will blow it up. There is no two ways about you, it. If you take out the control unit, you're done. I mean, you need to... Oh, yeah, that's no, a, you're that's absolutely a, That's done. a big cost. Oh, big time, yeah. You're talking four or 5,000. Yikes. Um, so it, it's, um, it's a really difficult conundrum. Mm. And the only correct way to approach this from our perspective is to set it out for the customer so that they can make the right decision for them. Mm. And we can advise all the way down down the way, but we're not going to advise either inverter or conventional. That's a decision for our customers to make with us helping them along the way. Ah, okay. And that's where we are right now. I think in probably four or five years, that position may well change. Yeah. But it is only right right now to, to be able to do that. Also, something that we haven't talked about is um, because of the, uh, the semiconductor uh, crisis at the moment, the spare parts that are required for ACs were already stretched. You then think about the fact that it's of been, semiconductors affecting this. Yeah, so you then yeah. think about the last three years, which is when these inverters have really come in, mm. and lack of semiconductors. Well, that compounds because they all are new spare parts. They're not existing that have been sat in the market. So that compounds the issues right now with spare parts. Mm. But everybody thinks about that headline this is how much I'm saving off my dealer bill. Yeah. Wow. And they're right to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. But it is not as clear cut as people are stating. Is is the maintenance side of these units, I want to go back to that for a second because mm, you said it's yeah, a little sure. bit different. Is is it more time consuming? No, no. it's not. It's a different it's process. Okay. Um, so, and, you know, the same uh, kind of schedules would work, yeah. um, but it's just a different process to go through to make sure you don't cause damage. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It's a really interesting one. And I've really enjoyed the whole process of, of getting to understand um, the, the hardware side of things. And also, you know, we, make, we have to make some big calls yeah. because traditionally customers want to stick with the brand they've already got on their walls because yeah. they think that's the right route. And so it's a real re-education process to get them to understand that actually, no, We've gone a different route. This is not for our benefit as such. We are looking after you on this one. <laughs> what, what, do the technicians have any preference? Do they? Yes. Oh, God. The technicians have been involved throughout. We've had a, a working committee for the last six months who have been not only uh, giving us their recommendations, but we've sent them off 
to go and uh, deal with the questions that have uh, arisen because they've got that technical knowledge to be able to ask the additional questions when they get answers to 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 partially what we're what we're looking for so it's been a real long-winded process to get to where we are and we're kind of really happy with with the the end result it's just the communication is really complex to a customer and it requires them to to be quite involved with the decision process Hmm. interesting Mm. so looking forward you figure this will be given that manufacturers are jumping into this new direction it's you know it ticks a number of boxes it'll help reduce co2 gas emissions depending on how energy is created especially here since it's natural gas typically or nuclear this this could be this could be a good thing yes it definitely could um it's it's one of those where we're going to be bringing this out and pushing it probably in the next couple of months so uh, over the winter period when people don't need their AC so much is a really good time to get them changed. Um, so that's great. But also, if you think about the way Dubai has evolved and the, the, um, the traditional developments where we're all living, you know, I'm living in a property that's now 20 years old. Yeah. And if you think about that as a, as a, as a scenario, ACs, your ACs, you've got Lennox's, so yeah. as far as I'm concerned, they'll last forever. Yeah. <laughs> but they were all, all of the developments were built to a price point. And therefore, unlike independence like yours, um, the ACs were built to a price point as well, or spec to, to a price point. So therefore, we are coming towards the end of their um, economic life. Mm. And I get asked the question frequently, would you replace or would you repair? For me, that scenario is a little bit like, would you buy a new car or would you keep on with your old car that's been very faithful but still requires a lot more uh, mechanics and it's something i'm sure you talk with glenn about on a frequent basis and i drive old cars because i like old cars i love that whole process and and being involved with it but when you get to acs you don't have that involvement you just have that cost Mm. and that can be really irritating for people the lack of reliability can be irritating for people as well so what i say is if it is a single component and you are not getting constant breakdowns, then stick with the old units. Maybe put a more efficient uh, thermostat, either at Honeywell, or if you really want to control it from across the world, a uh, one of the smart thermostats, and you will get a, a benefit from that, normally 10 to 15% from that. If you feel like you need a replacement, <coughs> doing it unit by unit is a little bit hodgepodge, and uh, it will end up causing you more issues in terms of if you wanted to change technologies Mm. and you did one that way that's going to throw off a technician on the roof in terms of his whole process and how he's operating oh so for that one not that one i've got to use a different process our boys could handle it without a doubt but there aren't many that could so it's uh, it makes it much more difficult so you've got a decision to make oh the other thing is the disruption (laughs) So if you're renovating your house, that is an obvious time where you go, right. you know what, let's future-proof this now, and away we go. And that make, there's a lot of logic to doing that. Um, but again, there's a decision to be made whether or not you're going to make such an investment in, in a home here can, or not. Can you replace a conventional with an inverter system while leaving the conventional in operation? So no. no. So I, no, no, definitely not. Okay. Um, you need to be using the locations, both indoor uh, and outdoor. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. So that's the inconvenience. I mean, pick if you're gonna do this, you don't want to be doing it in the middle of summer in Dubai. No, absolutely. <laughs> and then there's two different ways that we can go about it. We can go about it the economic way, where we are as efficient as we can possibly be, and we'll be there day after day after day until we finish it. In which case, to do that. 
Because if you imagine the crane needs to be there, ideally we want to hit the crane in one hit. Yeah. So that's everything on the roof, everything off the roof. But everything off the roof means that for probably two weeks, if you were doing a five-bedroom property, there is no AC in that property. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other possibility that we could do is we could do a unit by unit. So we go down one unit at a time, which will mean, A, we've got a lot more, we're rammed on the roof, which we can manage, but it's rammed on the roof. We need two lots of uh, crane time. And also the efficiency will not be, we'll be working at about 70% of the efficiency mm. that we would be. So there's going to be additional labor charges. There's going to be additional uh, crane charges if you do it that way, but you get to stay in your house. Yeah. But assuming yeah. that you can survive with a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, disruption along the way. So there's lots of, of, of decisions to be made in the way that you go about it. And again, with the knowledge that we have, we can help people with that whole process, but it is not clear cut. More questions than answers. It sounds like it sounds exciting. One one side of me is saying, if I'm getting a new place, I'm going to want to make sure it has an inverter system. Whether I would change what I've got now, hmm. you haven't got enough problems with yours at the moment. No, to warrant it. yeah, no, that's for, for sure. Mm. So and I, also, it, it, taking the advice of um, somebody that you trust is worthwhile. Yeah. Those Lennoxes are awesome. Yeah. You know, Nargis, as you well know, around the corner from you, I beg her not to upgrade her, her AC units because they are just built they right. They just keep working. And they're just awesome. Yeah. And yes, you can make them more efficient by, um, by changing the controllers and, and the, the on-off functionality and yeah. that kind of thing. But they're just awesome. They just work. Yeah, and the modern ones, they did. They cost reduced a lot of it. So yeah. they, they, they're not as... Uh, reliable as those older units mm. yes they're more efficient yes they use less power but you know what mm. i would probably stick with those in that scenario and i, I think that's one of the things I, l I like about you guys is you can you can have that conversation and yeah sure you want to sell the units but it doesn't necessarily mean everyone needs them well and if you imagine what we try to be is everything in the market yeah so for us whether or not you replace or repair, we, we're still able to cater for that. It's yeah. still part of what we do. So what that means, we actually can give totally unbiased opinions yeah. because we've got it covered anyway. Yeah. And that's just the business that's just aspect. Business, yeah. yeah. So, and what we're trying to do is to create long-term relationships with customers. So during their time in Dubai, they only go with, we will fix it in essential maintenance rather than transferring <laughs> to somebody else. Exactly. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. But to do that, you've got to keep trust and you've got to be totally honest with people about what's right for them. Yeah, there we go. And on that note, it's time that we say goodbye. This was a, this was a lot of fun. Mm, it was a complex a one, wasn't it? It was a complex one, but we I think we touched everything to give people I hope so. some food for thought. Good. And I look forward to picking up a, this conversation again. Maybe we'll be at Ace Hardware or Five Guys and Fries or SpeedX. Or Murder Fish and Chips. Or Murder Fish and Chips. But we are coming to you from the Rove Hotel Dubai's <laughs> podcast studio at the moment. But we're willing to get on the road. <laughs> Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance and We Will Fix It Dubai. I'm James Pikeaway. This is the We Will Fix It podcast. <laughs> <laughs>